You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Hello, and welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is Garrett Ashley Mullet coming to you from Greeley, Colorado. August 9th, 2021, Monday, episode 122 of season 3, 187 of the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show podcast. I had a privilege last night of attending the second session of our preaching and teaching training at Summit View Community Church in Evans, Colorado, and getting to listen to Paul Pavlik, a friend of mine, our pastor, one of the two pastors at Summit to you, explain to a group of men how to deliver a sermon. This might not seem like such a privilege to a lot of you, but in my mind, that is a very weighty and blessed thing that we are being invited in to have a peek behind the scenes of what the thought process is, how these things are navigated. What are some of the practical challenges? What are some of the things which might trip a person up as they are trying to do this thing, which is delivering God's word faithfully to the congregation, to the body of Christ, to this assembled room of believers in Jesus who want to be more faithful and they want to honor God and they want to love one another in a way that is more pure and holy and righteous and effective. It is a privilege to be invited in to see how the sausage is made, so to speak. To get to see what are the vulnerabilities, what are the risks, what are the ways you mitigate those risks, how do you do this thing skillfully and intentionally. And so one of the things that came up in the course of discussion is this distinction between writing a manuscript of your sermon on the one hand, writing an outline for your sermon on the other hand, and third and finally, delivering a sermon of extemporaneous thoughts. And given the fact that this podcast is almost always extemporaneous thought, I wanted to take this episode to explore a little bit more of why that is. It isn't to say that it couldn't be anything other than extemporaneous thought or that it would be less good if someone else is scripting themselves or writing an outline and then working off of that. But why is it that I am communicating via extemporaneous thought? Part of why is that I'm not very good at outlining things on the front end. I'm not very good usually, typically, in being able to say, here's everything that I want to say on the front end. It takes more work for me to do that. I have to be much more intentional about things to do that. It's harder. Now, for some people, it's very, very hard to speak extemporaneously where they just say what's inside that's very difficult, and an outline actually helps them to overcome 
barriers to effective communication where they would forget to say something or they would stop short or they would say something that really trips them up. Now you can bake all of that into an outline as well, but the reasoning goes if you have the outline and you look that outline over again and again and again, you are able to spot where there's something missing that needs to be in there for this to be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Or if you put something in there that is not quite true, if it makes it into your outline and you catch that after you've reviewed it several times, then you pull that out before you say it in front of everybody because you want to say the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Some people thrive on the manuscript idea, the manuscript option for communication. They need a manuscript. Sometimes I need a manuscript, like in the case of a preaching and teaching training class for this coming Sunday. We're going to each each one of us who was part of this uh, preaching and teaching training, we are going to write a manuscript which when we arrive next Sunday evening at some of you for the next session, we will deliver from the pulpit to this group of men, this group of eight or so men who are assembled for this common purpose. I need to have a manuscript for that because that's a requirement and I'm not going to buck the requirement just because I might prefer something else, something other. This is a test. This will be on the test. Are you willing to do something which is uncomfortable for you? Other people, that test is going to be on the extemporaneous thought uh, type of message where you're just preaching out of the text. You have studied the text. You have thought about the text. You've prayed about the text. You've meditated on it all week. And now you just have your Bible and that's it and go. And now go for 15 minutes and don't say something that is heretical and supremely unhelpful and embarrassing for all of us. Some people, that is going to be their challenge. And for me, I hope anyways, that that will not be a challenge in the sense that I say something I ought not to say. An outline for others is going to be a challenge because it's not a manuscript and what was I going to say here? I have this line. I have this note here. But I don't remember what I was going to say on that. So I'm just going to skip over it. And oh, now my sermon is five minutes instead of 15. Or I take this point and I just realized there was a whole lot more that I wanted to say. And so, ooh, wow, okay, I just spent 10 minutes on that first point unpacking it. And now I've got to really quickly rush through the other four points in the next five minutes, and now it's going to seem lopsided. That's going to be a challenge for some people. I think the outline will be easier for me than the manuscript, and I think extemporaneous thought is easier still than either of those. But I want to go back to something I've wrestled with quite often on this podcast, and that is how we communicate, how we convey information? And are we only conveying information? Are we also conveying emotion? 
One of the risks you run with having things too scripted, too outlined, is that you follow your manuscript in a mechanical way, or you follow your outline in an unemotional way. And that might not seem like such a bad thing for people who are uncomfortable with their emotions. But this is critical that we bring our heart, our mind, our soul to the game of life. We don't bring just our mind. What is it that Jesus answers when he's asked, which is the first and greatest commandment? He says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. The second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the second is like it. And even though the second doesn't say as much as the first does about the different aspects of our personhood, the first command being like the second command, the second command being like the first command, I have to imagine that all of our person is supposed to be brought to bear in some measure, if not 100%, if not with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, then at least we should be loving our neighbor as ourselves with our heart, soul, strength, and mind, similar to how we love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. He is the chief object of our affections, the object of our worship, the object of our meditations. We see the universe and reality revolving around him. And we don't, if we're healthy, if we're wise, we don't see our fellow man as the center of the universe. But when you speak in a natural, honest, genuine, authentic way, and if you have studied to show yourself an approved workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, and if you have endeavored mightily to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, then you are in a much better place to be able to love your neighbor as you love yourself, holistically. And I like that word, holistically. We don't take a single factor and start trying to treat symptoms without getting at the underlying condition. But so also, if we're trying to communicate truth, do we want to communicate only truth and facts about God, or do we want to communicate the truth in the same way that we're called to obey that first greatest commandment to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. When we communicate truth in a interpersonal way with our wife, do we work off of a manuscript? Do we work off of an outline? And maybe when things get dicey and you guys are trying to really, really work out an issue that you have conflict about, maybe you do work off of an outline. Maybe that would be wise to guide the conversation so that it doesn't go off the rails. Maybe sometimes a manuscript is just what the doctor ordered. When things are a little bit testy and you need to let her know how you feel without leaving anything out. I get that. But in the normal course of human events, we don't usually communicate with our spouse, our children, from a script or from an outline. We say, hey, good morning, good evening, hi, how are you? How was your day? I have something I need to tell you. 
here is what is on my mind. Here is what is in my heart for you. Let me tell you how much you mean to me or some things I'm concerned about that you maybe don't understand or some things that are happening that I need you to be aware of so that we can work together on this, so that we can effectively come together as a unit and address what it is that needs addressing that you might not have all the information that I have about. And in order for us to work together, we're going to have to coordinate and share information. We're going to have to be on the same page and sync up. In that respect, I very much favor extemporaneous thought. And that is why, to the greatest extent possible with this podcast, I try to be unscripted. And if I say something I ought not to say, I go back and I listen to what it is that I said again. And lo and behold, there's an opportunity for me to grapple with, why did I say that? Is that actually what I think? Is that actually how I feel? Is that actually a reflection of what's in my soul? Is that actually what I do? And now that I have an honest look at that, not only is that a favor to everybody else, perhaps as a warning, hey guys, that was foolish. Don't say things like what I just said. Or is that a favor to myself where all of a sudden I'm able to say, I need to work on that. For five years, roughly, prior to getting into podcasting in earnest, I wrote at On The Rock's blog. I haven't written anything for quite some time now, but I wrote and I edited writings of family members of mine who also were publishing at On The Rock's. And one of the things that I found was that outside of blogging, I would go to communicate with somebody and I'm talking on one level and they're listening on another level and communication is not happening in the way that I want it to. I'm talking over their heads or around them. I'm not hearing what they're saying. I'm not as good at that kind of communication as I am taking a day, two days, three days to write something, edit it, rewrite it, edit it again. And so part of why I got into podcasting to begin with was I had this desire to get better at communicating things that are true and that are helpful and being blameless. And the counterintuitive in that is that by podcasting, I have to confront these idiosyncrasies in my conversation, in how I feel, in what I think. I have to confront incongruities. Wait a second, that doesn't make sense. I've thought that that made sense when it was just rattling around in my head. And now that I say it out loud and I listen back to what I just said, moreover, I realize I need to go back to the drawing board. That's not quite correct. And so extemporaneous thought, as dangerous as it can be, if we become conceited and puffed up and have a stiff neck about admitting our own imperfections, I would argue it really, it really does depend on whether you're willing to admit those imperfections and address them. If you are willing, 
you are taking a greater risk, yes, but you're also potentially reaping a greater reward. What I mean by that is if I can do more than just write skillfully composed blog posts on a regular basis and then go out in my working life and my family life and my church life and my relationship with my friends and people in the community and say things that are hurtful, nonsense, confusing, ineffective. If I can do better than that, then I want to. I want to do better than that. If I can write a manuscript, I take less risk, but I also am going to get potentially less reward. Am I comfortable with recording this podcast and letting the chips fall where they will to some extent? Now, I'll tell you something you don't know behind the scenes unless you're sitting over my shoulder, which I just looked, and you're not. But it's very common for me if some interruption happens in the moment rather than me just continuing on and then coming back and finding that spot where there was a mistake and trying to correct it and trying to edit it out of the audio file before I upload it. What I do now is I have two keys on my keyboard memorized, R and space. And in Audacity, which is the software I use for recording my podcasts, R records. R stands for record. I hit R and I start recording and I start podcasting. If I want to stop at any moment, I hit the space bar. Stop. So if I make a mistake, here's what I do. I hit the space bar. And then I immediately, as quick as I possibly can, find that five seconds, two seconds, whatever it is, of bad audio. And I select it. And I hit backspace because there's a third. There's a third hotkey I have learned and memorized. Pause, select, backspace. Gone. As quick as possible. And that's how we should be approaching our communication all the time. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. We catch ourselves as quickly as possible and we admit that we have made a mistake. Jesus says at one point in the Gospels, that if you are at the temple offering your sacrifice, your offering to the Lord, worshiping, and you remember right there in front of the altar that your brother has ought against you, you don't put it in your day planner and say, when I'm done here, sometime this week, next Tuesday, I need to go talk with him and make things right. Jesus says, stop. Leave your offering there. Go and make peace and be reconciled with your brother. If I say something I ought not to say, I want to catch it as quickly as I possibly can. And it isn't to say that the outlining and the manuscripting and, and all of that is bad. Actually, I would say five years of doing that with blogging helped immensely in being more intentional and being more uh, realistic about my own imperfections, even after, <laughs> even after 
going over a piece of communication, a 15-minute piece of communication. It would take 15 minutes to read this. Even after going over it again and again and again and again, you still find an imperfection and you say, hmm, that's just part of the mix of who I am right now. I can't edit that out because it's a part of who I am and it's a blind spot. And now how do I remove that blind spot from my heart, from my mind, from my life? Long and short of it is, I am excited about this opportunity to be examined, to be cross-examined, to prepare a message, and to get feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. If I'm doing well, I could use the encouragement. If I'm doing not as well as I could, I could use the correction. And if I have something helpful to say, not just for selfish reasons, but if I have something helpful to say that's a good example to these other men, to whoever else I'm communicating with on a day-in, day-out basis, my wife, my children, coworkers, people in the community, all the better that I am encouraged where I'm doing well, I'm corrected and I'm challenged where I need to do better. So this is a win. It's a win-win. That's all I've got for this episode. I got to run. I started a little bit later than I usually do, as always. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com.